You line them up and I'll knock them back. Sunday poor, we are back, taking you into the weekend. It is a, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a special show, but we're taking you into Halloween. We figured we would revisit uh, an absolute classic, The Shining. Without further ado, I'll bring in Ant. How are you? What do you got there in front of you? I'm doing a white man's bourbon. Should we get like all the, the outdated stuff out of the way now? Or should we save that for the end when everyone turns us off? Oh, that's what he says. The white man's bourbon. White man's bourbon. And ironically, he's, I think he's drinking Jack Daniels, which isn't a yeah. bourbon. I thought he said it was a white man's burden. Oh, okay. Because I Googled white man's bourbon, like thinking maybe I'd see Jack Daniels, and I couldn't find anything. So nothing. maybe that makes that may, that might be what he says. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you say about that in the show? I, I I'm sorry. I was I was fixated on the, the white man's bourbon, okay. and uh, I completely missed what you said about the, what, what. Damn it! What should we save to the end of the show? All of the outdated. Uh, I don't know what you want to call them. not references, but outdated language that takes place in the movie. Can't leave with that. No, there's some outdated stuff in there. But no, it's not like uh I think it's Damn it, White Man's Bourbon's in my notes too. I gotta cross that out. Well make sure I don't repeat we'll, that. We'll make it a yeah. <laughs> you know, like in the shining. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the party. Drop that shit. like in, in mixed company. Everyone's <laughs> like, What? Yeah, he's like, yeah, white white man's white man's bourbon and uh it's from, uh, it's from a movie. It's and, not. It's not racist. It's from a movie. And Aaron Rodgers owned stock in Chicago Bears. Literally, yeah, Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I love. I fucking love this movie. It's uh, it's far and away my favorite horror movie. I did not realize until uh, today that there are two cuts to it. Oh, did not uh, know that. You watched the one on. HBO Max, right? Yep. So that's like an hour, and, or uh, it's uh, 144 minutes. And the cut that I own on DVD is 119 minutes. Oh, so... So I've seen them both. You, well, you could fill us in then. What's, what's the extra 25 minutes? Well, it, I, 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 I'll say first of all, I think I like the longer cut better. It just adds a little more stuff to it. Um, Mainly, it kind of the the shorter cut kind of downplays not downplays but doesn't fixate too much on Jack's drinking problem or former drinking problem, right? Um, like, does it touch on the abuse, the former same, abuse of uh, Danny? Same, same thing, but they don't that whole that scene in the beginning with the with the psychiatrist. Um, they cut that. Converse, that part of the conversation out like they don't get they don't get into that where Shelly Duvall's like uh, where Wendy is kind of defending Jack go oh, well he quit drinking after that so he's gonna you know uh yeah hasn't had a drop in five months <laughs> yeah, yeah quit drinking what's the worst that could happen well now you know yeah uh there's yada, ever yada, yada. yeah there's ever a movie to to keep you on the wagon is this one I mean Jesus 
or off the wagon. Don't stop. This is what could happen. Well, that's what I meant. Don't stop. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm not gotcha. Sure, yeah. yeah, don't. So, so yeah. Jack has an abusive past, basically. He yeah. injured the kid's arm or his shoulder, and uh, now he's not drinking for five months. Yeah, I think the first they mentioned that I didn't even have that five month line in the scene, the first scene at the bar. Like that conversation is a little shorter with Lloyd, the bartender. But that's the first time you hear of like the dislocated shoulder, Danny's dislocated shoulder. Oh, okay, that's when they first. All right, yeah, you're right because they only bring it up in the shrink's office. Right. Um, yeah, and then he says like five months and the ir- irreparable damage that it's done. That toast is not in the shorter version. Mm. Um, and oh, and one other thing, this is key in the shorter version. So she brings him breakfast, right? One day. Yes. And then he mentions like the deja vu feeling that he gets. Uh, that he'd been there before. Yep. And that's key to kind of the ending and everything. Um, th- that part of the conversation is cut. Actually, the biggest sin of all in the shortest version is they cut out Duke's part completely. Ah, oh, you can't yeah. do that. That's the worst. That's Tony the, Burton. That's the worst sin of all. Yeah. Tony Burton, uh, Duke from uh, the Rocky movies. Franchise. Duke. Creed's trainer. Yeah, yeah so cut that part out. He's got a small part. Um, it's it's not a big cast. No, it's it's basically. I mean, you get the the employees at the Overlook early. Uh, then you get then you get Shelley Duvall, Jack Nicholson, and Danny. And then Shelley Sk- Duvall was nominated for a Raspberry for this movie. Do you think that's fair? No, not at all, man. I think. I think she's incredible in this movie. I thought it was a little unfair. But I think it was very unfair. I could see why people thought it was like overacting at the time. I could see. I mean, the guy had a fucking axe and he was losing his mind and shit. He was trying to kill his son, who was six got, years old. I've seen the movie a bunch of times, and like I got chills while I was watching it yesterday when she was like cowering in the corner and he's hacking away. And there's a part like her, she has like a like she's screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming, and then there's one part where like the axe comes in and it like pauses there for a second. You could see like the whole axe head for the first time, and she looks right at it, and it's a completely different scream. It's an inc- it's an incredible bit of acting, um, just kind of reacting to what's going on. I got chills when I, like that. You know that's a rare thing. I don't I'm not always getting chills watching movies and shit. And I don't like I don't know if I ever got chills watching this particular movie. Uh. I got chills yesterday rewatching it again. Um, phenomenal, man. No, she's great in it. And she, you know, she got a lot of shit uh, from uh, Kubrick. And Kubrick, and actually her, her role got a lot of shit from Stephen King, who wrote the book, who hated Oh, I didn't know that. Who hated the adaptation. Her character, not her acting, her character is because he didn't like the difference. So King hated the whole movie? Yeah, King was not like yeah. He, I guess there was an agreement at some point because he bought back the rights and made a TV movie for it in the nineties. But part of the deal was he had to stop bad mouthing this movie. <laughs> oh wow! So he yeah. really took it personally. Yeah, he did not like it. And the Shelley Duvall character was a big reason because in the book, I guess I don't want to get the whole comparison because I don't know enough about it anyway, and I've never read the book. But I guess in the book, she's like a stronger woman. Here she's kind of like I think he called like a wet dish rag or something. <laughs> so, very mousy, very mousy. Yeah, 
I don't think that they're either of them are good parents, though. I mean, I know Jack's not a good parent. I think they make some questionable decisions, if I can nitpick a little bit. Um, first of all, what the fuck is Danny doing for school? Just going there for the, for the winter? It's, during, it's not during summer vacation. <laughs> just I did going, not think of that. He's just going away to stay in this hotel. And, and then, what was the, so where was the, the, uh, the cook, Doc? The old, older Doc, not young Danny Doc, older Doc. Hollering. What's the, his name's Doc, oh. right? No. Uh, no. He said, my name's Doc, too. Is that cut from the my other name. one, too? Oh, do you say that? I don't remember that line. Yeah, they, he's talking. Remember when he calls Danny Doc and yeah. Shelly Duvall goes, how do you know that we call him Doc? He's like, oh, I could have swore that. I yeah. overheard you call him that. Right, right. But it's all the shining it, that that he over. Right, he, but his I, name's Doc too. His name's Doc mm-hmm. too. He's a cook, right? Is that what he is? Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the hotel chef. Yeah. So where was he that he had to get on a plane? Miami. He was just there for. I think he probably lives there in the summer. Yeah. Oh, so who's cooking for them right uh, during the winter? They 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 cook. Oh, they're just taking care of themselves? Yeah, because the whole place is cut off. So the hotel is cut off from society, basically, because they know they're going to get a bunch of snow and you can't get up and down. So he's just there to be sure the place doesn't fall into disrepair. In case anything goes wrong, you can take care of it. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Miami. And by the way, missed opportunity, because the Scatman Crothers, his apartment in Miami, like – you could probably do a whole movie just based off that character in Miami for a summer. <laughs> Incredible. Like they go, they just, it's such, I remember being so jarring the first time I saw that movie. You're there in, you know, in this kind of tense, um, you know, horror setting in the hotel. It's kind of every kind of walking on eggshells, every corner, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. The kids see visions and shit, blood's pouring out. And all of a sudden, you get like the news reel sound. Yeah. And it's like uh, a newscast from Miami. And it, it, I remember like being thrown the first time, being thrown completely like, what was going on here? And it's like yeah. the naked woman poster. And then it's him on the bed with another naked woman poster behind him. And, I'm, and it's just like, this guy is a fucking G, man. He's the yeah. coolest fucking guy in the world. He's living woman. it up. Yeah, I want to see the Scatman Crothers. I mean, you can't do it. He died like six years later, but I want to see the Scatman Crothers character in Miami. Just for like, give me, give me a life in a summer where he doesn't have to go get axed. Let me see him the previous summer, his last summer uh, of enjoyment. Yeah. Let me see when he was there with, uh, what's his face, Grady. No, I don't want to see anything with Grady, that creep. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a creep. Yeah, but no, uh, th- I, I would say this movie if if anybody is uh wants to see a tutorial or a clinic on how to build tension yeah you'd watch this movie absolutely you know, yeah as good as it gets when it comes to building tension yeah especially because you know you think of horror movies you think of excessive blood and there's plenty of blood in this movie but only one person that's yeah, the body count is one, one, right? Isn't it yeah. the body count? Well, besides until Jack at the end. Yeah. But that Only one murder. Right, yeah. 
Um, not including the Grady's, I guess, too. But you know, one murder that we see. Yeah. And it's well, and you're right. It's 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 separate from the slasher genre, the scream, the uh, I know what you did last summer, the Halloween's, the you know Freddy Krueger and all that. It's 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 more of a uh, it's a like a there's a psychological mindfuck with yes. some slasher elements, which you know we just talked yeah. about Doc getting an axe in the chest. Yes. Well, the yeah, the tension uh, building is. I mean, even still watching after all these years, like even still, like you're kind of you're on the edge of your seat. I just, it's, it's that good. And you know what happens in like, but even still like watching that scene when, when Scatman gets it. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of forget like the guttural scream that Jack lets out before he like sneak attacks him. It's still jarring a little bit. You know, still, not that you it's know. spooky. It's definitely a spook, even though you know it's coming. Yeah. It's a little uh, spooky. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I just, I think why I love this movie so much is, is that there's so much open for interpretation. And you can discuss it to your blue in the face. You just can't search for any definitive answers. You're not going to find any definitive answers. Uh, but like this, just because it's so open interpretation and, what does this mean? You know, there's a couple conspiracies attached to the movie. It's uh, yeah, I didn't really dive into the conspiracies too much. Obviously, we touched on the moon landing. Yeah, let me. Uh, I'm, there's there's a bunch, but I'm uh, there's only two I'll mention, and that's the moon landing. Is that it was kind of? Do you buy the moon landing theory at all? It's really compelling. It's really compelling. Okay. I, I, without even looking into it, I don't buy it, but I could definitely be sold. But the thing is, I believe the moon, I believe the moon landing happened. Yeah, I, I believe it happened too. So it makes it tough to worry about, you know, consider this a real conspiracy. Yeah. But it's really compelling though. That's all I'll say. Um, oh, actually I'll mention, oh no, in the, the, this one... I don't think it's a conspiracy, really, but there, there's a uh, a theory that the movie as a whole is Kubrick's commenting on the genocide of Native Americans. Huh, okay. Uh, there's like a uh, I think it's Cal I think it's pronounced Calumet baking powder. You see, it's like the big headdress, Indian head. Uh, it's mm -hmm. not the right terminology at all for. I apologize, but. Uh, you know the Indian style, yeah. crisscross applesauce. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, incredible uh, change over the past twenty years. I got that out of there, the Indian style. Um, but I guess there's like the Calumet baking powder is all over that kitchen. Um, the River of Blood is supposed to be fallen natives because it's because the hotel is uh, built on an Indian burial ground. Uh, okay. At some point, she's wearing a jacket that's like a map of, I don't know, like an Indian, Indian land. Um, so what is he, what is he exactly trying, what's the point he's trying to get across about the genocide of Indians? Just it's like a metaphor for that? Or? It's actually, I wrote this down. This isn't my okay. actual thoughts on it. This is just, this is from, I don't have a website, but. So the overlook is a metaphor for the horrors wrought by the American elite. Um, and basically, even though they've done something horrible before, they'll keep repeating it, doing it again and again. So uh, I guess they 
sorry, there was an Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary, and you got a, the whole world kind of stops for Hail Mary. Yeah, I think it was an interception too. Yeah, got picked. Um, so much for knocking it down. So yeah, ba- basically, I don't know if that makes, I don't know if that answers your question at all, but um, you know, there's the the whole scene, and this part wasn't even in the the shorter version where uh, the the guy who runs the hotel is like, oh, the best people stay here. Oh, okay. Presidents and shit like that. So he's like, you know, and it kind of just. They make a uh, uh, a destination out of you know Indian land. It was their home, and now it's you know basically a place for the elite to lay their head for a couple of nights. Yeah, okay, I could I could buy that one. Yeah, it's not it's not that far fetched, but um, do you think if a if a triple homicide slash suicide had happened in a hotel that they would keep it open? Um, probably not. Well, maybe a hotel like this because it's so big and it's such a nice destination and it's a unique location. In 2021, you'd have to close it, I think. But I guess maybe in the 80s, late, late 70s, early 80s, you can get away with word not traveling as fast. Especially if it's, uh, yeah, especially if it's in a remote location and there's nobody really to know about it. Um, are you saying because the Grady thing happened first? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I mean, that, then when you start talking about the Grady thing happening, then it's like, well, is, is the whole premise of the movie that Jack is Grady reincarnated? Like Jack is Grady and just kind of it's he continues the haunting of that of the overlook because Jack is in the picture at the end of the movie, right? He's in that July 4th celebration right. at the end of the movie, yeah. Um, and of course, you I don't, there's a million ways to look at it like, is the, did the overlook kind of swallow him whole and now he's part of their history? Did, is, is that the overlook hotel, like the haunted hotel, like? sweeping him under the rug and making him, you know, part of uh, their, their own history is, and I, 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 you know, you could go either way in this, you go a million ways with it. You know, I always, I kind of think that, that Jack in the photo was Jack in the photo. I don't know if his name was Jack, but whoever that was, was like an, an old uh, worker at the hotel, old servant. And that's why, Jack knows Lloyd, the best goddamn bartender I ever knew. Uh, that's why he, you know, that's why people know him because he's a part of the hotel because he's been there before. He belongs there. And then I don't know if that from Jack from 1921 is Grady was in 1970. So I guess maybe the timeline doesn't work out exactly for reincarnation. But yeah, I, I didn't really think that deeply into it. I thought it was just put there at the end as kind of a mind fuck for you. Was, I don't know. Do you think yeah. Kubrick has a, a specific? He probably has something specific in probably, mind that yeah. it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he did shit to like mind fuck people. He probably had his reasons for it, and it probably made couldn't sense Grady have just couldn't Grady have just been a ghost there when Jack's talking to him? Uh, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but they're then they're all ghosts, right? Right, they kind of just haunt, like they're haunting the hotel. Yeah, I would assume Lloyd is a ghost. 
who was who was a real person at one time with, that was a right. bartender there. And I would yeah. assume all the guests there were ghosts. Yeah. That part at the end where she starts seeing yeah. people. Yeah. Is that's that like good. is that her getting the shiny? What, there was like a bear. Yeah, as a, as a man in a dog suit blowing another dude. Yeah. What the fuck was that? That I yeah. I did not remember. Yeah, no, it's it's twisted, man. I no, that is ingrained in my head. <laughs> I remember that very vividly the first time. Well, I'm gonna, that. I'm never gonna forget it now. No, no that I had is, to do uh, a double take. Mm, the fuck was that? Um, yeah, and then the guy, the guy shows up with a scar across his face. A lovely party. Yeah, I wonder what happened to that guy? Because that is that guy from 1921, and did he? Uh, like was he, was he a victim of some other crime that they didn't even talk about in this one? So these horrible things just keep happening at the Overlook. Um, like what was that guy's deal? And then is there? I think there's one more in the extended version which I don't remember, but I, I was reading about it. And there's like they show like skeletons having tea or something. Mm. Was that in there at the end? There's um, there's she enters. Is it the ballroom that she enters? Okay. And it's a bunch of skeletons at the table. Oh, okay. At the yeah, tables. I can't even picture that. But uh, yeah, that, when I was reading about it, uh, I know I was not in the longer or the shorter version. Have you ever stayed at an old spooky hotel? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a hotel in upstate New York on Mohonk Mountain. It's very similar to this place. Very similar. Old yeah. style, everything yeah. old. There's not even TVs in the room. Oof. Um, that's spooky enough right there yeah no, 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 getting the shakes thinking about there are <laughs> there are a couple bars though it's not it's not dry so that's good um i think last time i was there i think i was like 22 or 23 so i just with my family so i could drink you know openly yeah um, you know who's there the last time i was there who's that lawrence frank Oh, as he while he was coaching the Nets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't last much longer after that. No, I, I, I'm not taking the blame for it though. No, I, I got a chance to shout out LL Frank one of his last days as the uh, Nets coach too. He's pretty. He, he had a good run. Yeah, but uh, yeah, very very old school. On a lake in the mountains, they have. They have their own maze, you know, the uh, hedge maze or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. spooky. Why? There should be – we talked about this last show, about the, the orchard I was at, about how they all have corn mazes. Yeah. Why isn't there a shining-themed corn maze somewhere? That's got to that's gotta happen. Probably in Colorado, probably where this hotel is. <laughs> yeah, there probably is one. Or, uh, I know where pro- I'm, probably not invent- I'm probably not inventing it right now. But there should be something along those lines. And when you hit a dead end, one dead end has the twins at it. Another uh, dead end uh, has a frozen jack. Yeah, yeah. shining theme. Spooky. Complete, so yeah. it's Halloween. Maybe one you put some fake snow in there. Dog man blowing a dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be. To make it authentic, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Twisted, man. Twisted. And don't go behind that door. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's Shelley Duvall's character. Like, well, I don't know if that's Wendy getting The Shining or if it's just like Jack is on the verge of fulfilling, you know, what he's supposed to do and the haunting of the hotel is just kind of unleashing 
as it's all kind of coming to a head. I don't know. You know what problem I had with the character, not her herself? Yeah. All right, so she locks Jack in the storage room. Right. There is cans of tomato sauce in there. Yeah. It wasn't a freezer, right? It was it was might have been a refrigerator. Might have been a fridge, yeah. Well if it wasn't a freezer, we'd be able to see his breath. All right. So my problem with that is she locks him up, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next time you see her, she's sleeping. How oh, did yeah. you go to sleep? Well, maybe she figured go to sleep. Maybe she figured that he was locked in there, and uh, she could get some shut eye. You're right, though. She's going to to take a nap. Right. I mean, your husband's trying to murder the family. Not to mention, she's got a six year old who's screaming red his... rum all over the place. Yeah, fucking Tony, that asshole. His finger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. She's <laughs> the next thing. She's waking from a dead sleep. When his kid yelling red rum in her face. Red rum. Yeah. It was pretty good. That so was, that was my that was my one uh Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty funny. Well, we talked about her being an awful parent, so uh, there's Yeah, I mean, how do you agree to take how do you agree to take your uh your son to an isolated place with an abusive alcoholic father? Like, yeah, this would be good for the family. What? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. What are you ridiculous? <laughs> And the way he gets out of that storage unit is a, the demonic force just lets him out. Grady, yeah. <sighs> yep. Fucking Grady, man. That's, that what is a, a piece of shit. That is a great movie moment because they don't show it. You just hear the lock coming undone, and Jack is reacting to it, and it's fucking great. Yeah. It is a yeah, better great. left unseen. Yeah. No, it's perfect. Grady's a fucking bigot too, man. Oh yeah, goes doubles down on his big. He head. triples down on it. Oh, tri- well, I think. he's he goes he goes in. I already canceled him before the third time around. I guess. Right, right. Yeah, I think complete. people would have been able to get past the triple homicide, but that's a good point. <laughs> not the inse- not the intensity uh, yeah. of language. Yeah, today's day and age, they definitely go after the language before they go after the murders. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So yeah, the closest thing I ever came to a spooky hotel was in New Orleans, but it was nothing compared to this. It was at the at the end of Bourbon Street, mm-hmm. but it wasn't spooky. It was just old style hotel. Okay, it wasn't qu- quite updated, okay. but I mean that's. I, I was trying to think hard if I ever stayed at anything close to close to something like this, and came up empty. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot out there, I guess. I mean, uh, I don't know. Have you ever been to Colorado? No. Yeah, me neither. I think I'd, I think I'd like it. Well, hang out at the bottom of the, hang up at the bottom of the hill, right? People are skiing. Um, now I would look for, if I went to Colorado, I would look for Hunter Thompson's house and then try and find the bar. He would he hung out and just kind of get shit faced there for three or four days. Okay. Then maybe I find a hill to go hang at the bottom of while people skied. I don't know. Cabin, a little fire. Cabin, yeah. Yeah. That's what I associate Colorado with. A lot of snow. Yeah. Skiing. Pop now. Yeah. The Rockies. That's about it. Breweries, probably. Homeless. They got a lot of homeless there. I guess homeless is a thing in all these big cities, though. 
Yeah. Well, you don't have to go to you don't have to go to Denver. No, you don't have to travel. You don't have to sightsee uh, the homeless. It's probably better going to a smaller city. Well, the thing is, like we've met, we've talked about it before. Like in our in our uh, with our um, expertise in it, it's very easy for us to kind of brush by the people who are asking for change and stuff. Yeah, we're not surprised when they kind of happen upon you. Or it's like no, it's kind of very easy. Like it's high not, altitude too. You got to be careful. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go down. Yeah, you know. This uh the bar at the Overlook. Yes. Probably the coolest bar in movie history. It's a cool bar. It's for sure. Uh it's so cool. And I have no doubt that Lloyd's one of the best bartenders from Timbuktu to Portland, Oregon, and Portland, Maine for that matter. <laughs> I have no doubt about it that he's the best. He's great, man. Your money's no good here. When he first get when he first goes there, oh, when he says, "I'll see." When he says, "Your money's no good here," we'll go back to that line really quick. Yeah, that's showing you that Jack is—I don't a reg, not a regular, but he's been there before. This isn't his first time coming across Lloyd. Well, even the even the first meeting between the two of them. Um. He said something. Jack said something about him always being the best. Mm-hmm. Like Jack makes it known right away that he knows who Lloyd is. But I think just at that point, you don't know if it's a figment of his imagination. Um, and you find out later in that second meeting that in fact they know each other from the Overlook. God knows when. And yeah, why. there's a, there's a lot of blurred lines because we were. It's just open for interpretation. It's it's kind of incredible the movie. The fact that it's called The Shining. The kid yeah. Danny has whatever The Shining is, and uh, Scatman Crothers has The Shining also, and possibly Overlook has like a evil Shining, but they hardly talk about it at all. There's like they don't explain anything. Just that one scene between um, Scatman and Danny. Yeah, between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. They but they barely touch on it. And it's – so I guess if, I, does The Shining refer – I guess the movie, the title The Shining, refers to the evil Shining in the hotel that takes over Jack, right? But also could refer – I guess it could also refer to Danny's. I don't know. Well, yeah, it also refers to Danny's kind of te- telepathic mm-hmm. abilities. Yeah. yeah. He's able to communicate with Scatman. Yeah. Like Scatman asks him if he wants ice cream before he actually yeah. verbally says it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's also a shining. Yeah. He's able to, because Danny's able to see the future. Danny sees the blood coming out of the elevator right. long before that happens. Right. So that's also a shining, him being able to see visions, being able to hear things, show that people are thinking, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's a shining. Throw in Jack shining. It's a, I don't know, it's a lot of shinings. <laughs> yep. Ooh, pick. Red zone, red zone pick. Yep. Wow. Factors D brought, bringing it. Um, so yeah, even the t- even the title's up for interpretation. Yeah, multiple shinings. <laughs> Figure that out. The one, I, I, the one thing I, that took me for not take for a loop, but one thing I noticed <laughs> this time around, um, you know, Jack 
very assuredly tells the guy who's hiring him, you know, I'll be fine. Family will love it. I'll be fine. After hearing the story, after hearing the story, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. He loses his mind pretty fucking quickly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was thinking about that. When is the first time you notice him losing his mind? Is it when he's staring out the window at the snow? Uh, he's just got that blank, airy, aimless stare. Is that when they're in the? Is that when they're in the um, maze? And he sees them, uh, and he sees them, and then he eventually walks over and he sees them in like the miniature maze. The only thing I could think of is it pops up. I think it's Thursday, mm-hmm. and then the next cut is just Jack staring out the window. You know, yeah, bug eye, just like nobody's home upstairs. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is when this is when the wheels start turning. I mean, he might. I think that's it. He might be losing his mind when he's bouncing the ball off the wall. Although Which is a nice move. I'd be doing that, though. Oh, I mean, if you had the whole place to yourself. I Playing mean, suicide. Danny's, Danny's riding the bike around. If I was a kid, I'd be doing that, too. Bouncing the ball off the wall. I mean, I do that in my own house sometimes. And it's much smaller. Danny on the bike yeah. made me think. Uh, remember the theme song to Bobby's World, Howie Mandel's cartoon? <laughs> yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that influenced? I'm, I'm not even kidding. Is that influence at all? It's a, it's a little kid on the bike, and it's like the same sort of POV. I would have to be. I mean, what else? What, what else? The Shining influenced a lot. So when I for, when I went back and watched The Shining, mm-hmm. uh, the first scene is them driving to uh, the hotel, obviously, and it's right. through the woods. And well, him the first scene is him driving to the hotel by himself, Jack. Okay, right, right, right. But they do like the the uh, high, you know, view up a, mm-hmm. up uh, above the trees and the car going through. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of if you've seen Get Out. Oh yeah, yeah. So it made me think of Get Out because one, it's not the first scene of Get Out, but it's maybe five, ten minutes in, and they're driving upstate. Oh yeah. They do a similar view, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's Get Out. So I started reading up on it, and I found an article where Jordan Peele talks about it. Apparently, Jordan Peele throws like eight or nine shining references in that movie oh man that's great but he talks about that first uh the the you know pov the the shot above the trees and everything and he's like yeah i completely stole that from the shining <laughs> it's just the music it just, it, it's all a part of building the tension yeah and he says that he took that from the shining and apparently in get out too uh remember rod tsa guy mm-hmm when Rod mm-hmm. tries to call. Oh, get out too? I'm sorry. I didn't see get out too. No. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> when, uh, when, when Rod tries to call uh, I don't know, the main character. Yeah. See if he's all right. Mm-hmm. When he's at the airport, there's an announcement in the background for flight 237. Ah, all right. Reference to the shining. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so apparently he, that was like the, the most influenced uh, – or most, or I should say, most references in uh, that movie were think, from The Shining. I'm not like a horror expert or anything, but I think like the most horror um, aspect or the most horror trait of this movie is the music, because music plays, yeah. such, plays such an important role in horror movies, setting the mood of it all. Um, and this is like this is top notch horror 
theme music throughout the whole movie from the get-go. Right. And it's not something, it's not really an icon. It's not like the Jaws theme where it's iconic. Right. You could just close your eyes and think of it. Yeah. It's just like very spooky and airy and just, uh, another, it's just an, it's another tool to build, build everything up. Yeah. And keep you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking that too, because it's a lot of music throughout. It. It's, there's always something in the background. A lot of controversy with this movie because of how Kubrick treated his actors. Mostly Shelley Duvall. Oh, is that right? He, uh, I think the she get, had some issues, you know. Yeah, but I think people have corroborated these stories. Not like she's making it up or anything. Oh she no, I'm saying maybe right. he contributed to the issues. I'm not right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Kubrick fucking Doctor Phil exploited her. Of course he did. Had her on the show. Yeah. Of course he did. Um, but you know he, he dated was, Paul Simon. I did not know that. I might have heard of it at some point, but I didn't, I didn't remember that. He left there for Carrie Fisher. It's Paul Simon. I mean, if you're, Paul Simon, if you're Paul Simon and you're getting that kind of action, you wouldn't have to do it yourself. Yeah. Like, left there for Garfunkel. I don't deserve any of this. So I'm going to get all of it, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he had – he was sure, like, the, cat, like, the crew ignored her, would not pay any attention – kind of neglect her on, on set. Um, mm. they would just kind of be, you know, maybe contribute to like her isolation in the movie. I think that was probably his idea. Not to be a Kubrick defender like yourself, but I think that's probably a oh. <laughs> Um Yeah. What about st- Jack though? Jack's Jack- proud. It doesn't matter. Um, well, Jack said that his that she had the toughest job that he'd ever seen. Her job was the hardest job because basically she was just a mess the whole time. Like her role was like just crying for 12 hours and screaming. It, was, it really was, yeah. Fear. But like a couple of scenes here, um, the, stair, the staircase scene where... Oh, when she has the baseball bat? Right, and she's backing up the steps and he's coming after her. Mm-hmm. Um, 127 takes. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> excessive. That's an abusive amount of takes. Uh, yeah, just was looking for whatever from her, and we wouldn't stop till you got it, or I don't know. Um, I'm just reading about a movie that had a lot of takes too. Could have been this movie. That would make sense, but. I feel like it was a different movie. Wow, 127 takes is just... Maybe, um, so you think Kubrick was doing it intentionally to kind of get them to break and kind of feed into what the characters should be feeling? Yeah, also in that scene, like, he didn't tell her what to expect from Jack. Like, it was just her reacting to Jack, whatever he was doing. So he they wouldn't really know. She didn't really know what was coming, basically. Okay. Yeah, I think it's all in aid of getting something authentic um, out of the actors. Mm. Maybe not the best method, so we can also say that. Well, he did. I mean, not according to Stephen King or the Raspberry Committee, but I, I thought he brought the best out in her. The Raspberry Committee? The Raspberry. What a bunch of assholes it's out there to talk about who's the worst or the uh, worst performance of the year. Fuck you guys, man. You go go make a fucking movie. Or give out fucking Razzies, you fucking pussies. <laughs> nice to just be nominated. 
<laughs> um, the uh, the axe scene, the here's Johnny scene. Yes, they went through sixty wooden doors, which Man. it's probably not as bad as, <laughs> as one. It's probably bad, but it's probably not as bad as one hundred twenty seven takes because probably, um, you know, you hit the thing once, you cut, you got to get rid of the door. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's a fact, but. If so, How many was it? Sixty, you said, or sixty-one? Sixty doors. Sixty. They, sixty they didn't, doors. They didn't, they didn't quite get to Maris. <laughs> Almost. Just fell short. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- how long did it take them to shoot the movie? I didn't have it. T- I don't have it. T- I don't have that handy. I think it was. Did, a they, long act- time did they actually shoot this? Did they actually shoot this in Colorado? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, a lot of questions. I don't have answers to. Yeah. And it was fa- fairly, you would think, fairly low budget. Not, I mean, I guess you got to factor in special, some special effects and all that because the cast was kind of, you know, the cast was small and it was shot in a lot of similar locations, similar settings mm-hmm. in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, a lot of, uh, that's a lot of takes to do all that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I, I, I say it was like six months maybe. Or maybe maybe more because I mean that makes sense because six months is a long time for a big movie with a lot of moving parts and this movie didn't seem like it was like I said it was I'm, shot mainly I'm, in the same spot. I'm just going off of what I kind of remember from reading about what Shelley Duvall said about being on set and you know and I, I thought there was something in there about you know doing the same thing for twelve hours a day for six months. I thought there was something about that, but I could be wrong. Um, so to this point, Jack had been, Jack was pretty big time. Jack's a pretty, Jack's a pretty big star, right? Because he already did Chinatown at that point, right? Chinatown and he did Cuckoo's Nest, which were, I think, back to back. Cuckoo's Nest, yeah. So, yeah, he's already, he's already, he's an established star, yeah. Is this his first time really being the main, is it antagonist? The heavy? Heel? Whatever you want to call it? This is his first time really being the, the bad guy. Uh, pretty, I'm sure early in his career. I know he was in a Western with Brando where he may have been the bad guy. Yeah, but I'm sure he wasn't like a big part in that one. And he was also an easy rider. He was like a, yeah, but he was, easy he, rider. Was, he was a straight guy in that one, yeah. I mean, he's drinking. Kind of, until he, until he smoked and yeah. then he got murdered in his sleep out of nowhere, which I wasn't expecting. Right, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, he wasn't a bad guy though. He yeah. was kind of just like the third wheel. Innocent bystander. Yeah. yeah. So I was just wondering if this was the first time where actually doesn't he, he is the main. Don't they break him out? Not break him. But don't they bail him out of jail for like uh, public intoxication? So maybe he's not that. Maybe he's not that. Uh, well, he he he's locked up when they get locked up. Okay, right. So he's, he's not, a lawyer. He's a right. lawyer. So yeah, they so all a, get out at the same time. He's not a bad guy. But he's not a good guy. He's not trying to kill anybody. Put right, it that way. Yeah, right, right. He's not this is the first his first attempted murder may come in the shining. Yeah. And I want I just wonder if I, I wondered watching him because he crushes it in this role, obviously. Jack, why wouldn't he? I wonder if you know this kind of led to a few years down the road him landing the Joker role. Oh, I mean, there's like shots from I think there's even a line that's in Batman. That he, said, that he says there's shots in it that made, he looks just like what they did, you know, nine years later. Well, it was 89, right? So, yeah. Nine when he, when his hair is all messed up, isn't there a scene where his hair is all fucked up? 
towards the end. I've been, basically, when he's looking like a psychopath out the window, like the one <laughs> you mentioned, like that's yeah. like Joker-esque. Uh, oh I, yeah, I mean, the, I, I saw a lot of similarities. The unlocking of the of, of the of the door there, when like his reaction is almost Joker-esque. Um, kind of the glee that he goes through this terror with that's joker-esque like you know laughing just kind of laughing and here's johnny kind of joking around i guess it's a little it's joker what like in the overall scheme of things you don't realize at least i don't realize because shiny came out before i was born and to me by the time i heard about it it was a classic Mm -hmm. um and the and batman came out while i was alive i'd saw it early on and i've known the movie my whole life basically mm-hmm. um you don't think about how close they are sometimes you know to being made like it's right less than less than 10 years yeah um do you know who they who uh i don't know if he was offered the role but he almost got the role of jack torrance uh let me think here contemporary <laughs> contemporary of jack around the same age or was it like somebody yeah. older uh no i'd say about ballpark same age um okay is he a, a, as big a star as jack or a little smaller it's tough to be as big a star as jack i'd say i'd say he's, he's a little smaller okay so he's but, not, but he's not, a name brand name though so it's not de niro it's not pacino okay no we'll get no. that out of the way uh christopher walken no close mm. um, on the right track i think yeah he, he might, entered the arena my my other my other guess is not a good guess, and he's older, and he's not as big a star as either. It's Jack Palance. No, he <laughs> would have been a good one though. Who who was it? John Voight. Oh, Voight, yeah, Voight was a gigantic star. Yeah, he'd already done uh, like Midnight, Midnight Cowboy and shit. Yeah. Um, so I could see Voight in this role. It would be a little different though. Oh yeah, every anybody. Well, Jack is such a distinct look. It's got to be different. Yeah, it has to be different. I think Voight would have come across a little more. Jack are, like already has a little psycho to him. Yeah, like you could just see it in him early on in the movie. Like, oh, this guy's this guy's a ticking time bomb. Whereas, <laughs> Vo- <laughs> whereas Voight, yeah. Voight, I think would have really sold you on like the all-American boy. Like, ah, you know, this, this is a good wholesome guy. It would have kind of taken you out of nowhere. I don't know if he would have been. He would have been a lot less animated than Jack, though. He would have been more of like a cold-hearted, blooded killer. Right, right. It's hard. Jack is one of the few guys that, because you know, you think of uh, you know guys who play good guys. Like they, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they reference this about how they play. You know, Leo's character plays a good guy, and they try and phase him out by playing the heavy. Yeah, Jack's the only guy who just. Like, there's no phasing Jack out. You could have him play the bad guy. I've seen him play the bad guy a million times, and mm-hmm. he, he just he's you almost root for him. Hard to root for him this one when he's trying to like hack up his wife and kid. Yeah, but you know anything short of trying to murder like you know a woman and a child, <laughs> you could you could root for Jack really, especially his own woman and child. Yeah, I mean they put him they put him up against Batman, and, and you can't root against them. Batman's like the greatest hero superhero ever. And you know, Jack goes toe to toe. You gotta love yeah. him. You know, I probably root. I probably, you know, if it was any other Batman besides Keaton, I would be, I'd be upset that Jack lost. You know, 
Put him up against like, Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah, but Keaton, how many yeah, but, guys could do? How many but, guys can come off? Uh, you know, likable after that. But Bale, I don't think he'd be Bale. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, <laughs> you know, the new one, Affleck, of course. Like, geez, please do us a favor. <laughs> Is there a Batman after Affleck? Yeah, there's a new Batman movie coming out. Robert Pattinson. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the Joker curb stomping that I bat. I thought he was a werewolf. Well, he's Not a, bat. a bat. He's a bat now. It's a um, fucking guy. Yeah. All over the place. <laughs> Make yeah, up your mind. Animal planet over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The chameleon of fucking... That's his next, next role. Yeah, next role is a chameleon. <laughs> he's gonna move into the he's gonna move into the uh, reptile kingdom after this yeah oh shit Where oh speaking of bad parenting how about discussing cannibalism with Danny that's our way uh, you saw it on TV yeah. <laughs> I love that I love when he said that because it's before parental controls that's right yeah that's right I didn't grow up with parental controls well, there's like seven channels, though. I, what, what channel do they have the cannibal? What is just cannibal channel? What is that? History. Was the history channel around back then? I don't think so. <laughs> How old is the history channel? I would say sometime in the 80s. Maybe he saw it on 60 Minutes. That's possible. Donner Party. That's a big story, right? That's, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of that going around. That's true. It's in the news. When was HBO? HBO was around then. HBO. And HBO was may as well have been my third parent, man. HBO was. I'm gonna say they didn't have HBO. My priest though. and my rabbi. I'm, not, I'm gonna say they didn't have HBO though. He's like a struggling teacher or moving. Like I don't think that HBO. Uh, yeah, that's before they had the before they had the after dark HBO. <laughs> that's like, true. He yeah. probably had no use for it before it really hit its stride. All right, so now we're back to just one of the cable channels. Um, NBC News. Man, what was I saying about Jack before? We were talking about Jack before. We were doing, we were doing talking about Jack being a psycho. John Jack's Voight, a psycho, Joker. John Voight. Driving around in John um, Voight's car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I had something. It's gone. It's gone forever. Never coming back. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Was that All right? We got Steve, it. Stephen King didn't like this Jack Torrance because his Jack Torrance in the book was redeemable, right? And his in the book it was a good guy that something bad happened to, and th- in the movie he feels like this is a guy who's already got problems and he just can't escape his problems. He's a bad guy doing bad things, basically. So in the book, he doesn't have the abusive past and the alcoholic past. I don't believe so. No. I don't believe there's any abuse. I don't believe there. I don't know that the drinking, um, but I don't believe there's any kind of abuse. And, there's, and it was just a few. Extra, it was just a few extra pounds of force per second, and it wasn't really abuse. Well, yeah. I mean, he grabbed him by the. Way he describes it. He's a little son of a bitch, that Danny. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wouldn't hurt hair in his goddamn head. <laughs> Very loving parent. I love the son of a bitch. <laughs> Very loving parent. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, and what's really the does. what is the you know, obviously Grady is the one telling him uh oh that was a hell of a hit. 
Yeah. It might they might take a while to get up after that one. Um what is the what's the logic or the reasoning behind Grady telling him what's he what is the language he use? Correct them. Oh, is that Correction. right? Correction. Oh, they need correcting? Oh, they need correcting, yeah. I'm not sure. I stood quite even thought about that. It's a good question. Um what kind of fucking demons or yep. demonic force is just it, – it's only, it's, it's only uh, purpose is to hack up women and children. What? That's, probably, that's probably how these people talk. Uh, you know, like in Sopranos, they're talking about some, like, uh, shipment of coke or a shipment of, uh, you know, stolen goods or whatever. You know, they do the, you know, the thing, you know, we heard about the thing on the ports. Yeah. This is probably, you know, you got to correct them. Yeah. Oh, I got I got you. Got to correct them. I got you. <laughs> um, it's fucking rich white people lingo. Yes. Murder. It's, murder. Not, it's not whacking. It's correcting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Egging him on too, that Grady. Real son of a bitch, Grady. It's like, oh, you're white. It's crazy because cause at first he really – he really sells him on not being Grady. Oh, yeah. When he no, called, yeah. He's like, oh, I know you. What does he say? I saw you in the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and then he just well, I think we already touched on this for a second, but this is, is this Grady's ghost? Is this Grady? And he also, it, at the beginning of the movie, when he sits down with the guy, uh, whoever the owner of the hotel is, is that the owner? Guy Ullman, I think Owner, his last manager, name is. I don't know. Yeah, what a well, not manager. important. Yeah, he says that the guy's name was Charles Grady, and in this scene, this guy gives his name as uh, I thought I had it written down, Delbert Grady, which is probably really, just you know a, does a really, different. Does he really give a different name? I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, it could just be a nickname, or it could be a middle name. I, I don't know if it's it's too much to look into. Uh, but I did notice it was a different name. Huh. Real son of a bitch, though. Real slime ball. Snakey oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. What is he, he – Jack has another great line. What is he – he spills something. That's how they meet, right? So he goes to the, he goes to the bar for the second time. He gets a drink, uh, white man's bourbon. And, uh, <laughs> and so Grady, like, bumps into him with his tray – and he spills something on him, right? It's like a cream drink or something. Yeah, it's good. I don't remember how he ends up. He he tells him what it was though, so I forget. It was, it was a drink I've never heard of, but it was like you know, and Andro Endorf or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he so Jack gets the gets the bathroom. He's like, the Grady's like, oh, just a little water. See if we could help it out. And Jack's like, I'm gonna put down my bourbon and Endorf over here. <laughs> Because it's like, you know, he spilled it in his drink. <laughs> well, do you think Jack is really drinking? Or is that in his head, too? I think it's in his head, too. Because there's, there's no booze there. I mean, uh, who knows? Hey, that's a good question. I mean, can do these... Do these Someone you know, give that guy his six-month shit, man. That's right. Shit, six months sober. That's right. Uh, well, now, you know, 40 years. Um, yeah, I wonder if the demons or the haunting, the shining has the power to, to do that. I kind of want, I kind of want to watch the, uh, who is it? Ethan, not Ethan Hawke. Uh, 
Doctor Sleep. It's the sequel to The Shining. Oh, okay. And it's Danny when he's older. But it's uh, oh, Ewan McGregor, not Ethan Hawke. Ewan McGregor oh. plays Danny Torrance, and uh, kind of curious to see it now after watching this again. Hmm. I think it's, it's there, there's a big. I can't get into it right now, but there is a big article on the Wikipedia page, and I'm looking at it about the two Gradys. Really? Huh. Yeah. It's long though. I can't get into it right now. Oh. You can't give us a uh, your Cliff Notes version of it. It's it's very long. Quick, speed speed. All right, just uh, narrow it down. Give me your Cliff Notes, quick. So Stuart Ullman, previous care t- uh, tells Jack, previous caretaker was Charles Grady, and the other yeah. guy again uh, introduces himself as Delbert Grady. Mm-hmm. So they ask Kubrick about it about the name change. And he says it deliberately mirrors Jack Torrance being both the husband of Wendy slash father of Danny and the mysterious man in the 1920s July 4th photo. Ah, perfect. Perfect. I love it. Perfect close notes right there. Yeah, no. Yeah, oh yeah, your delivery was perfect too. But I love that. (laughs) I thought the explanation was perfect. Yeah. Deliberately Um, mirrors. Yeah, all right. Man, that was it, a big it is to say he is two people. Makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So maybe maybe there are definitive answers to this. We just don't know yet. Or we haven't actually looked for them. If we're reading the wrong things. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. fucking wild. It's just a wild, it's just a crazy movie. And the July 4th, 1921 picture, a famous picture. Jack, yes. Jack has a, a specific pose with he's got like the right hand up. And he's front and center, man. Front and center, the right hand up with like two fingers Captain up. of the football team, right, yeah. right there. His left hand is like down, uh, kind of like the direct opposite of his raised hand. And that's actually the same pose as uh, the, the tarot card that represents the devil. Whoa. So if you Google it right now, Google devil tarot card. And then, devil tarot card. Yeah. And then if it's if if I have my information right, I've seen the I seen a, a reference picture. I've not actually Googled it like you're doing now. Mm-hmm. But tell me the tell me the devil has the same pose. Uh it's not very quick at all. I don't not think. this one. Not this one. God damn it. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put way. shining into my well that's gonna that's that's gonna that's like cheating. Oh kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I see it. Now I see it. <laughs> all right, we're good now. We're good now. Yeah, it is the same. So it's the, he's the devil. Pro, yeah, maybe. Yes. Um, so the first time that, go, that he goes to the bar. Oh, I do want to mention one thing before I get into the next. The first thing is kind of fun. But I'll go into this second thing. Another, another chilling moment is when Danny goes, Danny goes into the room. And he asks, he asks him point blank. He's like, you never hurt us, right, Dad? He's like, no, I'll never do anything to hurt you. very chilling moment give it 30 minutes yeah um i just want 
when he go first goes to the bar, he says he would sell his soul for a goddamn glass of beer. You've been there before, yeah. right? Underst- yeah, of course. <laughs> I knew exactly. <laughs> I had already blacked out that line because it just made too much sense. It didn't even <laughs> stick with me. I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm telling you, this is the, this is the most pro-drinking movie of all time. And ironically, nobody even really had to drink. One guy's drinking imaginary bourbon, possibly. Yeah, imagine they had it's just a six-pack in that place. Much different outcome. Right. If he was drinking real shit, maybe he just passes out and kind of wakes up with a hangover. Yeah. Can't be swinging an axe with a hangover. Who sleeps to 11 and they're not even drinking? That shit's crazy. He was up all night fucking typing the same shit on his typewriter. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah, he lets her have it when she comes in. He's selling it that he's working, man. Selling a little too hard there, Jack. I'm coming here and I'm typing. It breaks my concentration. Oh, yeah. He gets gets pretty heated. (laughs) Oh, man. Does he ever? Does he tell her to get the fuck out? Is Is that the exact line? I don't. He does he definitely curse. drops an f bomb. Yeah, I don't know if it was get the fuck out or. Uh, yeah, it, I think it is get the fuck out. Yeah, get the fuck out. It's yeah. aggressive. <laughs> yes, especially when we're riding the same line over and over again. Well, he was. He, he might have been onto something. We don't know. She fucking broke. He might might have been onto something. You know. Until she yeah. walks in. Yeah, sure. We didn't see all the pages. Maybe the first. 60 pages were genius. She walked in, fucking lost his mind. Yep. Now it makes sense. I guess Grady had a nagging wife too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that – oh, Robert Tunyon's done for the season. Yep, that's an ACL. Oh, no, he's he's bending it. Mm. Oh. MCL. Uh, I thought he was – that, the it's, a knee CL. it's a CL. It's a CL. It's a non-contact. Yeah, that leg didn't get touched. That season, I think. I, uh, I mean, he tried to get up, and then he, he didn't. And that's when you know. Uh, he started moving. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not good. Amazing, all the um, non-contact injuries that happen. This is big dudes, man, getting – just running around doing crazy things with their bodies. Just be happy that you're not as as, as athletic as uh, Robert Tunyon. You'd be you'd be you know be sus, you'd be uh, susceptible to these kind of injuries. Good, good fucking good fucking news there. I like that angle you're just taking on uh, the shining at, like Wendy. What's that? She, Wendy, did she deserve it? <laughs> Did she, did she push him? Yeah. Did she push Jack to coming at her with an axe? Who's really at fault here? The mousy wife? Victim blaming. Uh-oh. Or the hardworking husband who's character. <laughs> and by the way, she's doing all the work in the hotel. <laughs> she's checking yeah, oh, yeah. levers and levels and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Going around. And uh, Jack's talking to ghosts till four in the fucking morning. Sleeping, <laughs> sleeping till noon. Guys having a Lloyd. ball, dude. Making having a ball. Making out with some broad with scabs all over. Oh yeah. Got roped into that one. Oh, maybe though, maybe he was drunk. 
Those booze is wearing off them. And what yeah. what was it? What and who was that? That was from a. Um, that wasn't the wife, was it? From uh, uh, Brady's wife. I don't know because um, maybe the. Uh, I don't know the one in the tub. Yeah, the one he thought he was with, or the one that ended up being. Oh, I thought it was the same person. Yeah, I'm not well, I know sure. one of them's attractive, and then she turns right. into a mutant or whatever. Well, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld dated one of those, Two Face, in the uh, oh right, depended on depended on the lighting in right. the Festivus episode. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's just maybe Jack just needed better lighting. <laughs> <laughs> could have been. Could have been. Yeah, I guess I guess you you could probably say that The Shining is the greatest Festivus movie of all time because he's really airing some grievances. Yeah, he's got some. You don't, problems. You don't want to be there for the feats of strength. He's got some correcting to do. No, <laughs> the correcting, <laughs> fucking Grady. Oh man, it yeah. is. No, a, we're not. Uh, we're not saying Grady's wife deserved it, but maybe Jack's. <laughs> Depends on which one was the wife. The well, Grady's wife. not as charismatic as Jack, you know. There's Grady. There's no redeeming qualities, Grady. No, 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 none, none. Jack, no, we never got to read his whatever he was working on. I mean, we did. It was the same fucking line. I mean, geez, between him and his son, man. His son just repeating red rum all over yeah, the place. Yeah, repetitive bastards. <laughs> I, like, I, love, I, like I love. I love. Apple didn't bitch, fall far. Man. No. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could go on all day about this movie. Watch uh, it's that. It's one of those. It's one of those. I don't know where it is, but you got to watch the uh, the the movie Room Two Thirty Seven that gets in the. Yeah, I wanted movie. to, but it was. Uh, I didn't have it free. I forget where it is. Is oh. it Amazon Prime? I could Google it. Oh, or, really? uh, I thought it was a Netflix movie. Okay, maybe, maybe it was just on Netflix at one point. I thought it was, but all right. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, that's mean, where it's all it, about the moon landing, right? I think no. I think it talks about a few different ones, but that's the most compelling one of all. Of all. Oh, it's on AMC Plus. Oh, okay. I do not get that. You gotta do a better job than that. I can find it somewhere. It's um. Yeah, plus, like, you saw Danny wearing the Apollo 11 shirt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, one of the dumb, like one of the dumber connections is that uh, the all in all work and no play mm-hmm. is, you know, A-L-L, but if it's lowercase L's, it looks like A-1-1 Apollo 11. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of a dumb one. Um, it was Apollo 11 that landed on the moon? Yes. I always debate 11 and 12. Yes. I know, I know it was 13. Yeah. I, knew, I know it was not 13. And uh, well, we mentioned 237, 237,000 miles. The moon is. Uh, is it possible Kubrick made all these moon references just to fuck with people? I guess. I don't know if that was really. Or maybe he was trying to. He had nothing to do with, with fixing it, but maybe he thought they did trying to shine light onto the well I also say like Jack's rage is his like internal struggle to deal with the fact that he did that but you know and who knows like 
why wouldn't they? If you want to get into the conspiracy for two seconds, why wouldn't mm-hmm. they have like some sort of backup in case things went haywire? Like, why wouldn't they have like a uh, like a ready-made set? You know what I mean? Like, it it just seems it was such a weird time where I mean, it's, it's a weird time now. You could have easily gotten away with it. Right, could have gotten away with it. You had every reason to want to be first, to beat the Russians, and for all that kind of dick swinging shit between countries, mm. um, which is a very weird thing to fucking worry about. But you know, we're still doing it today, obviously. Right, you know what I mean. Um, beat him in hockey in 1980. Beat him to the moon. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, not Sputnik. Out of, not out of the realm possibility that they were like, let's just. For precaution's sake, let's do a little bit here, and we could kind of splice it in with whatever we actually get. But I mean, there's enough evidence to say that we actually did land. I've never really done a, a, a deep dive into it. I watched one documentary on it years ago. I remember it aired on Fox, and that was it. And it was they were making a case for it being staged. I think that I the think the flag blowing, and I, I don't know. It's I think the case for it being real, I think a flag thing is fugazi. Mm-hmm. I think the case for it being real makes more sense than the case for it not being real. For not, yeah, I would I would lean towards it being real, and I love a good conspiracy, but I think it's real. Oh, it's fun to yeah, it's fun to speculate, but fuck yeah. All right, well, you got anything else on The Shining? I mean, I have a lot, but can you anything else you want to touch on? Though? No, I was just I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. It's just endless amounts of info. Can you imagine how good that first sip of brown would be after uh, five months? Five months. Drinking? Oh, yeah. I mean, I did a month last year, and that first drink was incredible. I did like two weeks recently. Uh, not recently. <laughs> it was a couple years ago. But two weeks was pretty good. It was like 13 days, actually, to be honest. Almost. Unlucky 13. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, you want to do picks now, or do you want to do uh, and do and do TV post show? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, all right. Week eight in the league where they play for pay. Great week last week. Ant goes three and zero. That's it. Your first three and zero week of the season, right there. I believe so. Uh, then, 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 Randall Cobb. Turning back the clock there for one night only in the desert. Gotta mark this down. Is Joshua Tree in Arizona? I have no idea. I thought it was in California. Oh, yeah, it is. There's something in Arizona. Okay. And you are 8, 12, and 1 on the season after going 3 and 0. Oh. I am 12 and 9 with a 2 and 1 week last week. Let's stay hot, kid. Oh yeah. Um let me bring up the spreads. There you go. I will you can lead it off again. Okay. Defer to you. I only have three right. games, sir. I only have three games circled, so if you pick one, I'm gonna do some scrambling. All right. I don't think you're gonna have this first one. I don't know. I got two that are questionable. <laughs> okay. 
There are only two picks I will make joint picks with you. Well, here's one of them right now, so it's up to you to make a joint. I don't think I'll make any of these that I have joint. So, All right, there's one of them I'm definitely making a joint. Okay. Uh, all right, pick number one. We are going to Atlanta. Oh, shit. <laughs> all and right. we are taking the road team. All right. We're taking the Panthers. And going with Carolina plus three. So on the surface, this looks like two teams going in opposite directions. Okay. True. All true. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm looking at this game, and, you know, the issues plaguing the Panthers have been on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. And the Falcons' defense is, I mean, bottom five easily. I don't have any stats to back that up, but they give up a lot of points. Um, and the Falcons themselves are allergic to putting away teams. So I don't know how you could trust Matt Ryan against an actual good Panthers defense. You know, the Panthers have had issues, but it hasn't been on defense. You've been watching them play. They have a good D. The offense has been the issue, and I think the offense will play well against the Falcons D. Um, so it's you know I got I have to take the points in this game. Uh, plus, you look at the Falcons wins: Giants, Jets, Dolphins, and not that the Panthers are a good team by any stretch, but even in all those games that the Falcons won, I mean it came down to the wire for the most part. Even the Jets game in London, they were winning that game the whole time. Jets made it interesting in the second half. Uh, I think the Panthers can win this game. I think I'm getting a free three points. I think if this game was played, say, a month ago when the Panthers were a little bit better and the Falcons hadn't won a couple in a row, I actually think the Panthers might be a short favorite in this game. So if you're giving me the full field goal, I'm taking it. Panthers plus three. Well, uh, that's what we're doing at. We're going head-to-head. I'm just going to go. All right. Let's go. I'm going Atlanta. Uh, My my mind, my mind, uh, Atlanta is – it's just a weird – they've always been a weird team. I don't think this is – I don't think you're going to have any opportunity to take them down the line after this. They're, they are um, – yeah, they're not a good team. But Carolina – I don't like what I saw from Carolina last week against the Giants. And I think that's more of what they are, uh, especially without McCaffrey, um, than, uh, than what they were the first three weeks of the season. Uh, Atlanta's got a knack for beating bad teams, right? I mean, they're just going to find a way. I don't know. Worst, worst case, I'm going to push. I'm going with Atlanta, uh, favored by three at home. Head to head. Right. Let's go. Somebody's going to lose that one. Or we could push. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Pick number two. The more the week has gone on, the more I've really talked myself into this one. We are going down to New Orleans, and we are taking the home dog. Mm. Going with the Saints, Jameis uh. Winston revenge game. Uh, no, but all jokes aside, it is the Jameis Winston revenge game. It's going to be more in Tampa. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I like the fact that the Saints played like such dog shit Monday night. I feel like now the spread is, has gone up a little bit. I think the spread started at four and a half. It's already jumped. It's already jumped up. I got it at four so and a half. Sh- oh, fuck. I have it. Uh, fuck. I, all right. I'll take it at four and a half. It was great. Great. I love it because the money's on the bucks and it just dropped the point. Love it. We're locking, <laughs> we're locking it in at plus four and a half. Uh, so I love I like the Saints defense a lot. You know, we we've kind of had to uh 
retrain our brains, kind of yes. uh, eliminate everything that we've known about the Saints for years. They are no longer the uh, run-and-gun, shootout Saints. They're kind of a defensive-minded, kind of lean heavily on uh, Alvin Kamara running the ball, uh, long drives, even if they're 10-minute field goal drives, it's still long drives. Uh, and you know what? One thing about the Saints, I know they lost to the Bucks in the playoffs last year. They were 2-0 against them in the regular season. If that piece of dog shit, Jared Cook, doesn't fumble the ball in that playoff game, I think they could have beat the Bucks. So they have a little bit of a recipe against the Bucks. I think their defense gives Brady some fits. I think, I think they had at least one pick six in one of those games last year. Then there was a Sunday night game where they killed them 38-3. So this is a, this is a tough uh, defensive, you know, ri- almost like a – I mean, it is a rivalry game. Two division teams. Uh, you know, T- Tampa Bay, it's funny. When New Orleans was better than Tampa for years with Breeze, Tampa would always give them fits. Now the shoe's on the other foot. Tampa's favored in these games. Maybe the Saints are – it's just – it's a division rivalry game, and I'm getting four and a half points. I'm getting points. And another, another thing, Bucks are a little banged up under the radar. No Antonio Brown this week. Gronkowski's playing, but he's, you know, he's got broken ribs or some shit. And New, New Orleans has played one home game this year. One. They lost right, to the yeah. Giants. They've only had yeah. one. Maybe it's a little bit of a homecoming. Come on. It's Halloween. All the freaks are going to be out. You got you to gotta win one. And you got to win one for the home crowd, man. You, you already lost one game to the Giants at home. Your other home game was in Jacksonville. Give, give the fans something on Sunday. Come on. Saints plus four and a half. Saints on the field. Let's go. <laughs> All right. From one home dog to the other. The Detroit Lions could be four and three, man. Let's be honest right here. They are as good an 0-7 team as you could have. All right. As good as one I, I could think of right yes, now. Yes, probably the best own seven team we've ever had in football. And, At least this year, yeah. And I just don't like the Eagles. I don't like where the Eagles are right now. they got some injuries. They're banging up a little bit. At Detroit's at home. They're a home dog. They are – they don't play like an own seven team. I don't mean like they're really good. I think – but they, they, they're not tanking. Golf's not, golf's not tanking. The team isn't giving up on the season. I think they come out and they play well. Probably their best game of the season against Philly. It's, it's probably not a pretty game, but I, I think, hey, I'm like, like you with New Orleans. Detroit with the points, Detroit on the field, give it to me. One, one in seven Detroit Lions come next Monday, plus three and a half. Let's go. All right. That's your second pick. All right. I don't really have a third game written down, so we're going to have to get creative here. Uh, all right. Why? The Colts spread jumped up. I'm not sure exactly why. Did somebody get hurt for Tennessee? What do you have it at? Minus two and a half Colts. Wow, jumped the point. I'm going to go with the mm. Colts. Fuck it. Okay. You think – I just the, think uh, they're hot. Uh, want, yeah, I'm want, gonna go Colts. There's another team. Now nah, I'm gonna go Colts. I'll give, it to, I'll, give, I'll give it to the one and a half because uh, you know you had New Orleans at four and a half. I'll give you the one and a half. All right, give it. I'll take it at one and a half. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think Frank Wright's got something going. They're a tough, tough team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee's a weird team. 
you know, they've had two real emotional victories over uh, Buffalo. the uh, Buffalo and the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, it'd be weird to say they'd have a letdown spot in a big division game, but, you know, it's, it's possible. Maybe they got up for, uh, for the, those last two games and now they're, now they're going to Indianapolis. Not quite as sexy of a matchup, even though, like I said, division game. Uh, I, just like, I just like what they got going. I think their defense give Tannehill some issues. Obviously, Henry's going to be a problem, A.J. Brown, all that. Um, but, I don't know, the, the spread is tell- – this is one where the spread is just telling me the Colts are the play. Uh, so, Colts minus two and a half, lock it in. Well, it's a game to pick. That's a tough game to pick. Actually, two of the games that you picked are – the last two games are tough. Rivalry uh, – division games, uh, some of the better teams in football involved. All three are division games. Good stuff. Yeah, Falcons, first, Panthers. First, Don't first sleep one. on that rivalry. <laughs> All right. Um, going back to the well on a team. I've, actually, I don't know if I picked – I'm sure I picked them at some point this season. Uh, the Patriots' recent weeks have squeaked by Houston. A terrible team. Dallas took them a little bit lightly, took them to OT, and then they smoked the Jets uh, last week in their uh, – I don't know as is their custom. The Chargers are coming off a bye. I feel like they're a little bit underestimated with this line. Four and a half seems too low for me. I feel like, mm. that's a, I feel like, I feel like it's a point and a half too low. I feel like the Chargers should be favored by more in this game. Uh, New England's on the road. I, just, I, I have to go with the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a good team. I think they'll be prepared. They're going to come out ready to play, and they're going to take care of business against New England, who is – uh, is not going to dominate their way into the playoffs this year. They're going to, have to struggle and fight and get there. This is not. This is going to be a hard one uh, on the road. I, I just don't. I don't see New England winning a game like this. Uh, give me the Chargers minus four and a half. All right, that's it. Um, the the my, the last team I was debating giving was the Bills because I feel like they're going to kill Miami. Uh, yes. Also a division game. A lot of division games this week. That's four. Yeah, I, yeah. No, they're gonna they're gonna cover that. Uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of people taking the Giants on Monday night. I got a nine and a half right now. It started at ten, I think. Ten. Did it start at ten and a half or ten? Uh, I think if, if it started at ten and a half, obviously a lot of people are already taking the Giants. I would not touch the Giants. Do not get excited for the Giants. I mean, I'm excited not, as a I fan. I would not do that. I'm excited as a fan because I'm an idiot and I love to see him come out and play competitive on Monday night against, you know, fucking Chiefs of all teams. But I mean, they were. Maybe if Mahomes has a concussion still. Yeah, Chad Henney comes out there, we have a chance. Um, Chad Henney comes out there, but, definitely I mean, have a chance. I mean, the Giants were up 5 3 for a very long time in that game and uh, kind of tacked on a few at the end. They did not look sharp, they did not look great offensive team. It's not like they – the defense played really well, but, again, that was against a bad offensive team. Um, I, 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 I'm – betting-wise, never in a million years do I touch the Giants in this game. And as a fan, I'm getting excited because I'm a fucking moron as a fan. Uh, mm-hmm. And optimism just uh, – you know, it's a, it's a drug uh, with, with sports. Mm-hmm. You got to uh, shoot it into your veins sometimes. Yeah. What do you think uh, – let's see. the. Buffalo fourteen point favorite over the over uh, Miami. It's going to be a bloodbath. I almost made it my third pick, but I just I didn't want to. Rams are fourteen and a half over Houston. 
and Cincinnati's ten and a half over the Jets. What uh, double-digit dog has a chance in those games? Uh, Dolphins no. Dolphins no, yeah. Texans, Tyrod might play. We've seen the Rams play down to their competition sometimes. Yep. Good defense, though. I would either – I have to bet the Rams or nothing at all in that game. I can't bet the Texans right now. I know Tyrod might play, but I just can't. So the Jets are Ty, He's supposed to play, right? It might be the Jets. <laughs> I know it's crazy to think Jets, Mike White, uh, but I think eventually the Bengals are going to come back to earth a little bit. I think the Bengals are very good, but they are due to have yeah, a little bit of a – I mean, favoring the Bengals by – Ten yeah. and a half seems extreme. On I don't know if I would road, bet any on, of those road on the road too. Though. That's true. On the road too, it's it is it's it's an extreme. It's a wild move to have the Bengals favored by this many on the road. Yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not advising betting the Jets though. I'm just saying that I want to make that I want to say that loud and clear. I'm not telling anyone to bet on the Jets. <laughs> but if you're no, making me pick one of those, I guess yeah. it would actually be Houston if I had to pick a team. If, if Tyrod, it's very, yeah. very tough. If Tyrod's playing, maybe that drops a little bit. But then if he doesn't play, your Davis Mills. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one of those dogs is going to cover. You would think that's usually how it works. Yeah, one of them definitely. Yeah, you know, the the game I actually almost picked. That's my third pick, other than the uh, the Bills one. Was uh, I? I I gave strong consideration to the Bears. But I just oh, – Justin Fields, man. I, and I don't – I hate the coach. I don't blame you. I That's, hate the uh, coach. Yes, yeah, I wouldn't touch that game. I don't want San Francisco – I don't want – It's don't want, one of those ones if the Niners go up 10 nothing, like, oh, God, I need Fields – I need the Bears offense to score to bail me out. Sitting there down Terrifying. 10 in the fourth quarter. Terrifying. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. yeah, I don't want any of my money going near those fucking teams in any capacity. Not, 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 not you for, just not, bet on the 0 and 7 lines. Not for <laughs> against the <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's anti Eagles. I like the Lions, man. They got a no, they play hard. They, they play hard. A, they got a passionate coach. They got a quarterback who's had to prove something. A quarterback I don't like who's had to prove something. Uh, they if they if they have a chance to win, they're gonna they're gonna take it. Yeah. And another team, I I almost pulled the trigger on everything. My gambling brain, the numbers are telling me this team's the play. I could not pull the trigger. Was the uh, Vikings? Mm, Sunday night. Who I'm now seeing yeah. as favored by two and a half. What's going on with these numbers? If Minnesota by two and a half. That's what Odd Shark has. Am I getting fucked with right now? I have to go to a... Dallas by one and a half, right? Right. Uh, I know Dak is dealing with a calf. Oh, if he's hurt, yeah. That might be it. Fuck, that's what I should have made my pick then. Dak might not play. <laughs> yeah, I have Minnesota right now minus two and a half. That tells me there could be uh, something to that injury. All right, I don't know who their tuned. backup is either. Yeah, so I, I do like the Vikings. Uh, Didn't the uh, what's his name? The Nucci, right? Oh, if he's the backup. <laughs> they, that that spread's gonna jump to nine. <laughs> ben Danucci. 
All right, there you have it. I got it. I have Atlanta minus three, Detroit plus three and a half, Chargers minus four and a half. I have uh, Carolina plus three, New Orleans plus four and a half, and the Colts laying one and a half. There you go. Those are your picks. Week eight in the National Football League. All right. Well, stay tuned for the post show. We'll have some TV recaps from uh, this past Sunday, HBO post show. Thank you, as always, for spending time with us here at Sunday Poor. We will be back next week. And Everybody uh, have a great Halloween trick-or-treat, and uh, make sure you check your candy. Until then, we'll see you in November. Always check for pins in those candies. Yeah, I never oh, used to yeah. check my candy. I'd fucking trial and error. If there's a razor blade in there, I'll find it. Do you have a, do you have a holy trinity of candy? If I just gave just rattle off like your three top candies, I know you're a sweet tooth guy. It's probably tough for you to narrow it down. I mean, number one is Reese's peanut butter cup. I was going to ask you if we should disqualify that one from the trinity. I mean, it's a holy trinity. You can't take. All it. right. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You can't take the Father out. I might leave Reese's out just because it's unfair. Um, Sour Patch Kids? Mm, um, um, I would go, so I'm not going to put Reese's in mine. Kit okay. Kat, Almond Joy, Plain M&M's. Yeah, those are all excellent. I mean, you know how hard it is leaving the Hershey's bar off? It's the gold medal. See, but, you did, but you did all chocolate, though. Yeah, I know. I'm a chocolate guy. I'm a glutton for chocolate. I don't, see, I'm trying to mix it up. I got to have some sweet. I'm trying to decide what the third what the third one is. I know. You romanticize candy. You like to, like, mix it up. I I'm do. sure you're going to have, like, a Starburst in there. You're going to have some sour Starburst. I like, no, no, no. Classic Starburst if I had it on there. But it won't be on there. I think... Yellow is your favorite Starburst, right? I like them all, man. I mean, pink's the best, but yellow and pink's orange. The best. Yellow and orange get such a bad rap because they're not pink and red. Uh, but yellow and orange are great. Orange gets a bad rap. They all, yeah, it's crazy. It's all good shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the. So I love Twizzlers. Twizzlers are great. Twizzlers are like my go-to. Uh, movie candy, and it's, it's a good one to pick on in the car. Um, I love all the Haribo candies. <laughs> I don't even know Harbo. Ha- Haribo, yeah, like alphabet. Oh, okay. The letters, like fruity? yeah, the letters, and they have uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of different flavors. The alphabet ones, the snakes, like they're they're all good. Um. Hmm. I hate being in the shotgun on third and one. Just a little pet peeve of mine. Well, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. But. It works. Yeah, well, it works for him, but I don't love it. Understood. <laughs> Understood. The only have a yard to get. The rules don't apply. <laughs> Can't wait to see his Halloween costume. Do you think? Do you think? Um, How much he asked? I'm enjoy- oh, excellent. Do you think he uh, specifically asked to play Thursday Night Football so he could be off on Halloween for his costume uh, debut? He doesn't have the kind of power. Well, how I about hope, this? How about I this hope one? He, 
I hope it's not. Want a little conspiracy? My little conspiracy brain? Yeah. You know the name of the Arizona Stadium? Um, Glendale. No. Like, what is it? State Farm Field. Rock ah. playing there prime time Thursday night. Ah. Tell me that's not fixed. <laughs> Fucking, you see that they were running how many ads so far with Tim in it? <laughs> Fucking Goodell scumbag. <laughs> this is one big fucking commercial for State Farm. We're watching it. Not that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, as it makes more sense than faking the moon landing. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you make? What? All right. Succession. Yes. It's just uh, jockeying for power right now. Everybody's kind of jockeying. Not even for power, but for they're, 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 they're picking teams in the playground right now. It's um, Oh, my God. It's one big chess game of double cross. Yeah. Or one um, big double cross game of chess. Who, <laughs> who, who is – who's the smartest Roy child? Oh, my God. None of them are that – well, on the surface, I would say Shiv, but how many times is she going to fall for her father's bullshit? Like, she constantly, like, just, you know, how many times has, she, has he promised her the throne and, and then just pulled it back? Yeah, it does see like a fucking matador with the, uh, just with the red sheet out there. Yeah, it, it, and it, it seems like she falls for it all the time. I feel like, well, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I would say, I guess I would say her by default. I don't think any of them are that smart, really. And they're they're all so full of shit. All of them, they're yeah. all just, they're all just. I mean, that's that's just a bunch of people that. I mean, everyone on this show right now is just blowing in the wind, each with less integrity than the next, trying to figure out. <laughs> who it benefits they're just they just want to end up on the right side they don't even give a fuck what side yeah they just want to end up on the side that comes out on top so they're okay yeah i mean it's just a bunch of selfish self-centered assholes who are like i said playing a game of chess that's that's it yeah uh and i your guess is good as mine what happens because i i have no idea I really want to see Connor end up just broke and poor. And you hate Connor. I mean, he's he's the one. He he might be the smartest one because he's really kind of separated from all this shit. But he he's got his hand open for every nickel he can get from his dad, and he keeps cutting the checks. Logan, there's no problem cutting the checks. He has he's Fredo, man. He's Fredo. (laughs) He is Fredo. Yeah. Um, What did you make of that donut move? Uh, that reminded me of, um, so like, you know, they all freaked out. And you remember in Bronx Tale, well, was it really about a parking space? Yeah. That's the same thing, man. Was, was it really about the donuts? Like, no, it was not about the donuts, man. It was about Logan just being like, I know what you fucking pricks are up to. You cannot, you cannot escape me. All right. Like, I know what you're doing. Uh, yeah. I'm like, uh, no, you're not. No, you took off their fucking phones. All right. It's just like, you're all drinking on like New Year's Eve. Nobody's picking up. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I know what you guys are doing. I'm not fucking stupid. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> um, he's just wielding his power as a father, I think. Um, and Connor was the first one that folded. Does that make uh, you hate him? 
like a <laughs> like a cheap suit. I I, <laughs> I don't hate more him or his girlfriend. But I hate them both so much. I mean, I love Connor. Uh, his girlfriend's all right. I love Connor the actor. He's phenomenal, you know. But uh, I hate the character so much. It's great. Um, he's no longer running for president, right? No, Logan talk him it's out over. of that. It's over. <laughs> the dream it's is too dead. bad. The dream is dead. I don't know. I wonder how smart Kendall would be without his demons, without him just, you know, living his whole life on the edge of a cliff. Yeah, he's probably the smartest one without, you know, he's just got, he's got a lot of baggage. Roman's pretty smart. Roman's got the street smarts. He's just, same thing. He's got, like, too many shortcomings. All right, but he's got, like, he can talk to anybody about yeah. anything, and, like, somehow uh, it works. Does he really want to be number one, though? No, and that, there's nothing. Not, there's nothing to do with being number one. I'm just saying, yeah. as far, you know. I, but he might be. He might. He's got the the most wits of any of them, probably. Yeah. And what do you make of Siobhan? <sighs> uh, she's very. She's smart. I mean, to, I think like her and Kendall are probably the two smartest. Like they're. She may be the most conniving. Yeah, she may be the one with the most killer instinct. She may be the biggest killer out of all. I don't know what is she. What she has no uh, kills to show for it though. She's kind of hanging on, like she. Yeah, she, maybe she's just maybe she's just waiting. She's sunk maybe her she's teeth just laying in, and waiting. But it's all flesh wounds. She's she's taking big chunks of flesh, but she's never got an artery or a, you know, or an organ or anything like that. Just what she wants you to think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's death by a thousand paper cuts with Shiv. She's uh, good at walking on Tom. That's about it, I guess. Tom, yeah, I don't, I don't have to make it that guy. Except Tom, I don't, I don't want uh, to spend any waking moments with him at all. I would never want to see that guy in person. Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> there's something. There's something off. Something's off. Um, Greg really flying, flailing this year, and I love to see it because he, I mean, he just wanted a job, right? He didn't want to be a part yeah. of this. He didn't want to be any part of these uh, culture wars and these uh, familial, uh, you know, backstabbing um, Shakespearean fucking fights. Yeah, he just wanted to fucking work. This kid, and uh, he ended up being a member of the elite without having any intention of being a member of the elite. Uh, but this year, yeah, yeah, he has no idea what he's into. But this year is really flailing, and you could see because, you know, I think Greg normally would just stick with Kendall because that's where he was. Mm-hmm. But you can see now he's like concerned. He's luring, luring up and stuff. He got uh, uh, Councilman uh, Zellman. Oh, well, his grandfather's playing him. Oh, uh, well, yeah. See, the grandfather's angle, I, I don't know if he, he just wants to use Greg to take down Logan, right? Yeah, of course. That's, that's his only angle. He's got no intention of actually helping him out. Yeah. <laughs> no, which is – everyone's a shithead on the show. It's amazing. I love – I just love when – you could you could put his grandfather – I can't remember the actor's name. He's great. But uh, you could put his grandfather with Greg and have them talk for a whole hour and just Greg reacting to the big words that he uses. <laughs> like, yeah. you can watch an hour of that. Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, Greg the Egg. So yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been good. And the yeah. the uh the end when uh Logan's talking to Roman about Jerry. What's talking to Roman he, about Jerry? Uh he's talking to Roman, right? In the car it's Shiv. Oh, oh he's talking to Shiv, okay. Yeah. Um I think that's he's very uh not not discreet, but he's uh, very vague about what he means. Yeah. I think he's basically saying that if something were to go down, Jerry's expendable. Jerry's collateral damage. Well, I think – right, I think – He has no problem throwing her to the wolves when push comes to shove. Right, but I think it's more than that, right? So I think, yeah, she's going to be the lightning rod at the top of the building. Yep. In case anything happens. But also – her having her at the top is a good move because she's not tied to the family in any way. She's mm-hmm. clean, right? She can, uh, if she's getting, because he, he said, "Are you sure she's clean though?" Well, no, who knows, right? Who knows what will come to light? I mean, outside of what she's done with Roman, I don't know anything kind of. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, which is not clean at all. But uh, um, because th- he also mentioned that she was wearing like a hazmat suit, like his metaphor, was that she mm-hmm. was wearing a hazmat suit. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's twofold. I think that because she is clean, she can withstand the shit show. And if not, I think it was kind of implied that, yeah, I mean, he didn't really go out and say it, but yeah, it's not one of them taking the hits either. Yeah. And he basically promised Shiv that she'd be the one, right? Did he? I didn't catch that. Yeah, I don't know. He, he, he's done it two or three times, and she yeah. falls for it. So Maybe she's not the smartest one. She might, she might not be the smartest one. So Kendall's going it alone. Everybody – well, we knew, we knew that uh, – He's the one with the biggest stones, I guess. Well, here's the thing. So he, I think Kendall's the most like his father. Because I think he – and they're all, trying, they're all trying to win his affection in one way or the yeah. other. Except for Connor, who's just a shithead, um, who just wants to use him uh, for every dime he's get, he can get out of him. I think Connor wants his affection too. He's just an idiot. I mean, he's going about it the wrong way. He keeps asking for money for the dumbest fucking things. Fucking political campaign, a fucking stupid-ass party. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking pay the rent and like eat out once in a while. Like, you can still you can speed yourself, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking moron. Uh, but like Kendall, I think you know we talk about you know you had to be a killer. I think he's looking for affection. I think he's doing what he thinks his father would do in his position. Yeah, I do think that. Yeah, and he then, he, he wants to be the killer. He wants to have that yeah. killer instinct. Yeah. And then with. Uh, with uh, Roman, I think he's just, he's blind, not blindly, but he's just loyal to his father because he kept saying, you know, backstabbing, I got a problem with this backstabbing dad. Like, that's not what we do. So he's got like that, you know, um, moral compass of you don't fucking turn your back on your family type thing. Right. And you got, I mean, you got to remember too, like, they've, their father's been on top since they've known him, since they yeah. came into the world. So they've yeah. never seen him fail, they've always seen him win. Right. So part of them is scared 
to go against him, thinking he's going to come out on top, and when he does, yeah. he's going to crush oh, us, yeah. and we're going to be out uh, oh, yeah. all our about, trust fund money. It was know? not about a parking space. No, it was not about the donuts. Not at all. Yes, <laughs> right. Those are loaded. <laughs> Poison donuts. Fucking morons. Yep. <laughs> poison, yeah. Um, almost 98% sure they're not poisonous. <laughs> you think you'd send poison donuts to the houses grandchildren live in? <laughs> Maybe. Um, and Shiv, yeah, I mean, she kind of just plays that, you know, daddy's girl angle still, which is crazy. Yeah, like 30 years old. Yeah, ace up the, up the sleeve. But she's obviously like the favorite and uh, his favorite and probably the one that he wants to succeed him the most. But, you know. Probably. Probably, yeah. But um, there's not any hurry to give up the reins. We're building towards a Logan-Kendall scene together, right? Like much later on in the season. They'll, They'll be in the same room. I, yeah, I hope so. I think so. Talk about building tension. See, yeah. we're building up towards that scene. For oh, sure. what a run by Rogers! Did he get I in? I don't think he got in, but that was a hell of a run. Daniel Jones-esque, if I might say. Fourth down now. Fourth and one at the at like the. Uh, uh, he did not get. No, but he's like, hey, at the at the one yard line. I mean, he got murdered. That's why it's a great run. I love it. Quarterbacks absorb the hits. <laughs> he's the one who tells the young guys to slide. I mean, not the he's one like, yard he line. Slide. He can't slide there. No, it's the games on the line. Oh, uh, jeez. Who? Why did Arizona call a timeout? Kingsbury, Are you an idiot. Oh man, this they, is Packers just... have no timeouts. Make them think fast. Rodgers just got his bell rung. Make him get up and have yeah. to run a play right away. Here you go. Fourth and goal. Kings, yeah, what did I say about Kingsbury? He just, he just gave him a chance to regroup and huddle up. Green Bay is up 24-21. 326 game is, left in the game. Game's hanging in the balance, if I might say. Game is hanging shotgun. in the balance. Fourth and goal. They're in the shotgun on the one-yard line. Love going Rogers for it here. Love the call. Love it. Yeah. Rodgers, go, Rogers, five seconds up. Well, you got to snap it. Uh, fake Jones pass, knocked down. That's going to do it. Fourth change of possession, turnover on downs. Oh, that was not a, not my best, ahead. not my best call. Sorry. No, nah, you were yeah, you were ahead of me. Not by quite as much, but you were ahead. Oh man, let's say probably should have run it. Nah, I don't think he's I making could, it. Maybe not that play, not that not that specific play, but they probably should have run it. Jones. Oh, has they some, should have ran it. Yeah. Jones has some. It's both of them. Jones and uh, Dylan have had some great runs tonight. I mean, I know keeping the ball in Rodgers' hands is Van Rodgers, but oh man, three twenty-three in the defense. Defense has played great. They've got defense to, has been very good. They made Murray work for it. They've gotten to Murray a couple times. Um, but he's the kid's got magic on State Farm night. It oh, they just barely oh, just barely get out of the end zone. Holy shit! Is that reviewable? Should we? Is that worthy of a review? Could his knee have possibly been down before he? He got to get on the extended his arms. 
Get on the horn quick. I want to see that replay. Kyler Murray has uh, kind of played like shit tonight. Let's oh, see. Uh, uh, oh. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. Packers they, have no timeout, so they can't challenge it. A lot of Cardinals hype coming into this game. A lot of Cardinals hype coming into it. Wow. He looks uh, – I don't think Green Bay's defense is that good. They Maybe flaked. they are good. They've had a night, though. They've had a really good night. Minus yeah, that play have. that Hopkins had in the first half. Um, yeah, well, apparently that, that cornerback stinks. Is that him right there? I know. Apparently he, he loses guys all the time. I mean, Hopkins juked the fuck out of him. They, they, he can be tried to no-sell it. But, like, mm-hmm. Hopkins, but like it was like uh, one of those plays at second base where you act like you're getting the ball and the guy slides. And the ball's mm-hmm. really going like, over your head or whatever. Um, I mean, Hopkins like, stopped on a dime, went back like he was going for the ball, and the guy just bit on it. He did. It was yeah. And then exactly Hopkins, what he did. Then Hopkins had the separation he needed. Oh man, that's trouble. All right. And then Hopkins the separation he needed and caught it, and that was it. Yep. Um. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, another. Hey, and then the murder mystery in. Uh, in Curb. Curb your enthusiasm. Oof. Jeez. Oh, that's not good. They're moving the ball too easy now. Two quick plays. Yeah. Two quick. That's all it takes. Two-minute warning. And that, that Green Bay defense looks susceptible at this point. Now they got to kill a little clock. Well, it's two-minute warning, so. Um. Yeah, curb. There was a lot of lot of a uh, lot of moving parts in curb. Yeah, really a lot of storylines for uh, opening and for a curb enthusiasm. I mean, a lot of storylines. A little bit longer episodes now. They're going 40, 45 minutes now. Right, because they're streaming. Uh, well, streaming is that right? Are they even I, on I don't know. I guess. I guess. Uh, well, it is on HBO. They air uh, live on Sunday nights, though. Is it like on Sunday nights? Yeah, I it's on. All right. I thought it was all streaming. Nope. Uh, what do you think about the alive funeral? Is that what it's called? Is <laughs> yeah, that the name for it. I mean, you gotta you gotta lock your closets, Albert Brooks. Yeah, and doing <laughs> it at your house is another yeah cra- crazy spring, move. Spring for a haul or something, man. I get it catered. I mean, uh, well, go out, go out. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not a fan of the alive funeral. I don't want to hear anybody else say it on me. No, I also would not, I also would not have Larry David lead off if I if if I was doing it. I mean, I right, would. the one guy who's not going to take it seriously. Yeah, I would. You know I would, for sure. If I was doing it, he's who I want opening it up because that's exactly what I want him to do. Um, on the other hand, uh, I mean, John Hamm, take it easy, John. He was laying it on a little thick. A little thick, yeah. I mean, and then he does a complete 180 when he finds out he's a COVID hoarder. Yeah, I didn't realize this was a big deal to people. Would you be mad if you came to my house and saw that I was hoarding uh, toilet paper? Yes. You'd be mad? Oh, oh yeah. Well, I don't, know about, I don't know if I'd be angry, but I would, it, would, it would more – I'd have a problem with it. What if I was giving people, family and friends, toilet paper? Like, look, I got a bunch 
I know it was a little bit different. Sure. My mother in law is a little bit of a hoarder. Like, the, I mean, just the shit in her basement, fucking cereal, <laughs> and like, it and it just I don't know. It just that bothers me for ira- It's I have an irrational. It irrationally bothers me. That predates COVID, though, or no? It predates COVID. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It's not as bad as the co- the person who. Became, who, but there are a lot of people who were on the fringe of hoarding, and now you know, with COVID, they became COVID hoarders. Yes. Yeah. You know what? You know what? You know what I hate? Like that show. Uh, I don't know hoarders? if it's still on. Extreme. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, those people just live in filth. It should just oh, be called man. filthy fucking animals. Yeah. Uh, it's uh. Let it match. That's what it should be called, and it should be burning. Extreme. You ever see extreme couponing? Oh yeah, I just watched a movie about it. Yeah. Oh my god, that is ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know how people live themselves. I do recommend the movie though. The movie was fucking hysterical. What's it called? Queen Pins. Okay. It's, apparently, it's based in a true story. I don't think the whole thing was true because how it ended was a little bit absurd. But it's about these two ladies who, uh, and they like, they, uh, they. They don't counterfeit coupons, but they get a bunch of coupons that like for free shit, and they sell them for cheaper and become rich like that way. But uh, uh, it's two women. I don't know this one of them. Kristen Bell is one of the women. Oh, he got burned. Oh, he got burned. Um, Kristen oh, Bell is one of the women. I don't know the other woman, and uh, I don't know who. There's one. There. The guy's hysterical plays like um he's like a uh not a cop, but he he's like he goes to like a a local grocery store chain to be sure everything's on the up and up basically. So he checks uh-huh. on the chain and then he gets involved with the postal service because everything is through the mail and Vince Vaughn plays the postal service guy. Oh, beautiful. And it's feed that and those two guys are fucking hysterical in it. <laughs> um, it was a funny movie, Queen Pins. All right, but it all, it all comes from extreme couponing. It starts like starts off with it, but yeah, yeah, uh, it just bothers me. The effort people rate. put into shit, you know, there's, right. there's got to be more productive shit. But the whole thing is like, then you end up getting seven boxes of cereal for the price of two or something, and like, all right, well, you got you have you have six boxes of cereal, they're not going to touch. Like, I'll have one bowl of Frosted Flakes. Thanks. Right. It's just a little much. It's just a, it's more of just a game. Yes. Yeah. An obsession. It's a sport. It's a it's sport. Probably, it's probably like going to the casino. It's just like the you know, the flashing lights, the ding, ding, dings. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could come up with something here. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're going to win this game. Yeah. I don't know why the Packers are out of timeouts so early. They 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 wasted their second one with like six minutes left. I don't even know what, what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. And so in Curb, the Netflix story, that's going to be the main storyline for the... Yeah, well, Larry's got bad actress, the bad actress in there, and uh, yep. I guess Leon's Paris thing, uh, that's going to be a, a storyline. I don't know. You think so? Maybe. Yeah, could be. Um, and they're both interviewing these, or yeah, auditioning these uh, people. Mary Ferguson's. <laughs> yeah. 
no, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good. Uh, I thought it was a good. Uh, what do you call it? Opener, and it was a good way to kind of touch on COVID without. With, with still being subtle, not over the top and in your face. Yeah, I actually didn't think you were going to do it at all, to be honest with you. I wasn't so sure either. I didn't think I were going to touch it. I mean, they still didn't mention that uh, Marty Funkhauser is dead. Yeah, did you know Albert Brooks was Bob Einstein? Is it Einstein? Einstein's yeah. brother? Einstein? Oh, I, did I know that? I don't know. Maybe half-brother? Half-brother? Or Albert Brooks? Uh, yeah, because Albert Brooks's real name, his real last name is Einstein. Oh. Good one, I think, I think I read that. Good one, Einstein. <laughs> Man, as soon as you said that, uh, it didn't look great tonight. You started looking fucking great. Well, game's on the line. <laughs> Wants oh, to be a superstar. Oh, oh it's a pick. Yeah. Wow. Got money on the Packers? Yeah. <laughs> it's six and a half, though, isn't it? Uh, money line. Ooh. Wow. Packers money line. <laughs> Why did oh, – seven? Why did Hopkins – is that Hopkins that just didn't turn around? I don't know. What the – Kyler's selling – he's looking oh, for the AJ? flag. A.J. Green. A.J. Green. So, A. Kyler's Green. looking for the flag. Let me see the hit Kyler took. Is it? No, he, it was in the previous play. He went down hard. Oh. I think he got hit there. There you go. There's your uh, State Farm moment right there. Wow. Oh, he was down on the ground, kind of like in, in shame and pain. Shame and ego. pain. Ego. Ego. Shame, pain, and ego, the Kyler Murray story. <laughs> Shame, pain, and ego. Man, one-handed. That was sick. Douglas. And All me right, and Packers, and, Packers D played a good game. And me and your brother. Oh, Kyler's limping now. And me and your brother had the, had the points, too. Had the Packers of the points in our pool. Yeah, that spread jumps so much. I gave out the Cardinals, but it, it just oh. jumped so much that I uh, I liked the Packers, so I gave the Cardinals. I thought it jumped too much. Um, I just uh, – I know they're banged up, the Packers, but how many opportunities do you have to take Aaron Rodgers as an underdog on prime, in prime time? Like, it just doesn't make – Right, not in the playoffs. Yeah, not in the playoffs. Exactly, yeah. So that to me it was like an opportunity. Especially, I mean, I don't know, I I don't know why I jumped money line. Um, but the points definitely. That was my first. All right. That was my first official bet on uh, legally in Connecticut. By the way, did you take the free bet that they give you? I don't know what happened. I never it didn't hook me up with anything. I got something in the mail about a free bet. I don't know. I guess I'll do it. We'll see. Um. Yeah. Actually, I, I lied. I put a dollar just to try it out the first day. I had a dollar on uh, like the Pacers or underdogs, and I had a dollar on the money line. I hit on that. What did it pay? $2, $3? Yeah, like two and change or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> do you put your debit card on there? Is that how it works? Or do you have to upload money from your mm. account? I did it right for my debit card, but yeah, I deposited it that way. But you so don't feel it's not connected to it though, no. So when you place $100 on a game, does it come right out of your account? No, no, no. You put it into – oh, in DraftKings. We have to have, you have to, the money has to be in DraftKings, though. It doesn't – All right, so you have to transfer you, you, money from your account. Yeah, I think it's in the deposit first, yeah. All right, gotcha. Yeah. Is it easy to withdraw the money and put it into your account? Yeah, it's almost too easy. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. I think once you have it – I mean, I only did it once, but uh, – I think once you have it, once you have it open, I think it'll just connect. If you save it, if you save your account, you know. Gotcha. This is weird. All right. Well, more HBO to come next week. Yeah, good stuff all around. All right, Ant. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Later.